Welcome to the IBJJF podcast, the official podcast of the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. Tune in to hear interviews with the top coaches and athletes in the sport, as well as breakdowns and analysis of the biggest events. Let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the IBJJF podcast. My guest today is Jackson Nagai. Jackson is a world's bronze medalist, a pan silver medalist, and he just won the American Nationals this past weekend in Vegas. Jackson, how are you doing? I'm doing good, brother. And you? I'm doing great. So it's been really fun watching you compete. You've been super active in 2023. But I wanted to start out because in 2022, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you had any IBJJF or competitive matches that year. So can you talk about why you took that break in 2022? Yeah, first of all, it was because I started doing MMA and I was I was training MMA only. I, I stopped jiu-jitsu for, for like a month, I think like five months. And wh- when I was getting better and I was getting good MMA, I hurt my knee. I hurt my knee really bad. Then I went back to Brazil to see if something was broke. Or, you know, in jiu-jitsu, you see a lot of people doing surgeries. Yeah. They, they hurt their knee. And I was like... I think that's going in my head. I was like, oh, my knee's broke. I got to do surgery. That's why I was off. And I was off for jiu-jitsu and MMA because <laughs> I, I canceled my fight too. That was a very sad year. I'm sure. So how did that recovery go with your knee? Is everything fully healed now? Yeah, it was good. I went to Brazil. I got MRI and nothing was bad. Everything was good. I just need some rest, I think. I was pushing too hard in MMA training. But when I went to coach my brother words, when he got there, I was like, nah, I got to do this again. <laughs> so Sam's performance at last year's Worlds was a big catalyst yeah. for getting you back into the gear, yeah. back into competing in jiu-jitsu. Because for me, I want to be in the biggest stage too. I, I started jiu-jitsu late. Like my brother, he he he, be, he started being professional at a very young age. I started very late. I had like, I have jobs. Because right now, the new generation, the kind of jiu-jitsu, their own job. They train their whole life. Since they was like 13, 12, they just do jujitsu. And when I was young, like 15 to 21, I was working in Japan in the industry, like 10 hours a day. And when I started to become professional, it was like 25, like three years ago, three, three wow. years ago. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Why don't we talk about that a little bit more? You said you from 15 to 21, you were working full time in Japan and full-time. didn't really have too much time to be a professional no. athlete. So when did you actually start training? And and then if you just want to get into how that kind of evolved into the career that you have now in jiu-jitsu as a full-time athlete. I started counting. I'm like a professional fighter when I started training with Lucas. That's when I realized like, because before I was just drilling, like rolling. I never lift the weights. I was just, just jujitsu only. Then I started training with Lucas and Lucas told me like, hey, very important to lift the weight. When you're competing, you need to have the extra strength. You need to lift because you're going to get hurt a lot. I think, I believe like three years ago, that's when I started becoming more professional. I understand like I have to lift. I have to do this. I have to do that. It's very important. You have high level professor around you too. Yeah. Like Lucas, he, he, he been world champion so many times. And the way he push our training, the way he, he tell us what to do, that's a big impact. Because before, me and my brother, like me and my brother, when we came first time, my brother won words of blue and purple. Ju- was just me and him. 
we didn't have any guidance, you know, any support. Uh, it's very important. Like for the new generation, if you want to be on top, you look to those guys like Tainan, Mika Galvão. They always have somebody behind them. You need to have. It's amazing that you guys were able to reach such a high level with just each other and without that leadership and that that head coach. But it's very hard. You're gonna you can be high level in the in the situation, but you're gonna struggle a lot. I think when you have somebody behind your back, when we have so many great coaches, right? We have like Galvão, yeah. Lucas Leite, Mendes Brothers. Uh, I think it's better if you train with those people. <laughs> it's easier. Yeah. Lucas is amazing. Just just to look at his lifestyle, he loves jiu-jitsu. He wake up, think about jiu-jitsu. He wake up and he work out every day. It's, it's amazing. It's impossible to don't get motivated uh, be around Lucas Leite. That's awesome. So now you have Lucas behind you. You have that professionalism. Yeah. Now, I feel like this has been your best year in competition. You've been really active. You competed at the Santa Cruz Open, Denver Open, Houston Open, Worlds, and American yeah. Nationals this year. So what did it feel like to get back into those Open tournaments earlier this year after that long break and after overcoming that injury? Man, it's so much fun. I love it. I love fighting. I love competing. And th that's never happened to me before. If you look to my brown belt times, I just competed the big tournaments. I got second in words. I was just competing the big ones. And when I got my black belt too, I, I went to right after COVID. I remember when was the first time I fought Ronaldo. I wasn't trained at all. And my brother signed up for Pan Ams, Matheus Gabriel, everybody. And I wasn't training. I was just, I bought a mountain bike. I was just mountain bike every single day. <laughs> and I told Lucas like, hey, professor, I'm going to sign up for Pan Ams. And he's like, oh, you're crazy, Jackson. You didn't train. You did this and that. And I went there. I went to the finals. I lost for two points. I was tired, too. <laughs> and I think this year's been my, my best year because I'd be able to compete more. I I working with jiu-jitsu. I teaching. I go train with Lucas more because I train with Lucas, but I don't go every day. Like, I have I have my, my work to do. I have to teach my students. And I'm not able to go every single day. I wish, I hope one day I've been in the situation I can go every single morning there because that's make a big difference. Yeah. But so this like, year is my best year. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. You've had amazing results in the open. And then you also had a great performance at the yeah. world. So I want to talk and about I, the world. Hey, next year is going to be better because I'm going to be master. I've been telling Sam, like, <laughs> man, next year I'm master. I don't want to fight adult anymore. Master, master world champion. And my brother get mad, I'm like, no, you don't want to fight master. You're going to fight adult. I was like, man, leave me, leave me alone. I'm going to go master. <laughs> Let's talk about the worlds. You dropped to lightweight and you're normally yeah. competing in the middleweight division. I think you did middle at all those open tournaments leading up to leading up to the worlds. What was it like dropping down to lightweight and making that weight? This time was good because last time I, I got third in Pan Ams, I think 2021 or 22. I think it was 22. 22-21, I got third. I got first time I got second against Ronaldo. Then I because I, I walk around lightweight division. My weight normally my weight is like 169. Mm -hmm. And I just don't do diet. I don't cut weight. When I weigh in, I am probably the light one light, lightest one in, in the middleweight. I'd be around like 170, 172. I never can get like 180. That's too heavy for me. And this time was the first time I got I got sponsored for a nutritionist, and she made my all meals. Like she made me weigh every single meal. It was very easy. I dropped my weight. I was feeling really strong. I lightweight lightweight division, 
Yeah, you looked great physically, and then you had some amazing wins. You won your first match, I believe it was an armbar. Then you fought yeah, Natan Chuang, who got silver at Europeans and Brasileros. Really tough good. guy. He's very, very good. good. Amazing guard. Yeah. Then you fought Espen, got the submission over Espen, who's submission. a European champion. Amazing fight. Yeah, that then, guy's good too. I've very been watching him a lot. Mm -hmm. And then you fought uh, Jonta Alves, who's the eventual champion. He didn't score any points on you. He got some advantages for that yeah. near back take, but that was a great fight as well. Let's start with the fight with Natan Chuang. Like I okay. said, he was the silver medalist at Europeans and the Brasileros. He's been having a great season. Talk to me about that match and how you felt that one went. Oh, that was great. Uh, I was talking to uh, Sean Robert. He's my friend. He have a sector gym in Chino. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me like, oh, you're probably going to fight JT next fight. And I knew I knew Nathan. I was like, Sean, I don't know, man. I think I think Nathan's going to win. He'd be active. Because doesn't matter how good you are. Sometimes just to be competing all tournaments, you get like used to it and, yeah. and become easier for you to fight. JT is a big name, but he wasn't competing in a lot of tournaments. And, and I knew Nate, Nathan is going to win. I was, I was telling everybody, like, no, Nathan's going to win. I need to be ready for him. I need to be ready for him. And he won. Uh, yep. And our fight was very hard. He had very good guard recovery, but I think he was kind of tired. And I was able to just push the pace. For me, it was a very good fight. I was, I was good. I was feeling really strong. Yeah, that's amazing. And that puts you in the next fight against Espen Matisson, who's yeah. a European champion. Everyone knows Espen for his Baron Bolos, for his guard. Really tough competitor. Always puts on great matches. I know you got the submission in that match. So to talk yeah. me through that match and that victory. And that was funny because I was talking with a high level a black belt too. He's uh, Leonardo Sagittario. He's from America, top team. And he was telling me like, oh man, you beat, you beat Nathan. That, that guy's tough. Nathan's tough. <laughs> If we spin, it's going to be so much easy. And that's going in my head. I was like, nah, next fight is going to be easy. I'm going to tap, uh, I'm going to tap, what's his name again? Uh, Aspen. Aspen, yeah. Aspen. When I feel his grips, I'm like, wow, this guy's strong. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't think it's going to be easy. That's when, that's when I give 100%. He almost got my foot. He got full lock on me. But it's very hard for me to tap in leg locks. Then I escaped from there. And I passed and I did a counter choke. Yeah, that was a beautiful victory. Very, yeah, very impressive victory for you. And that put you in the semi against Jonathan Alves. So yeah. tell me about the fight with Jonathan. No, Jonathan is a very technical guy. Uh, my brother already fought him. Uh, I thought we were going to give a show, like go really hard. And little by little on the mat, I started getting frustrated because he didn't want to move. You know, in my game, my game is about moving. I never, I never, you're never going to see videos about me winning by like, just in one position all time and but that's his style no everybody have a different jiu-jitsu like if you watch me my brother we kind of go forward all the time no matter what if you win we win if you lose we go back home and train again but though for me that was okay i, I gave my best and he won you know I, I i'm not those guys get mad when they lose i i, I accept my loss i'm gonna work on that so you brought it up a couple times. It's talking about your style and how you like a lot of movement. You get a lot of submissions. You also get a lot of points victories that are like a where you score a ton of points. So talk about your style and kind of just like what your goals are when you go into a match and competition. I started jujitsu back in the days when I was 17. Yeah, 17. That's like 12, 14 years ago. And if you watch like old school jujitsu, all those guys was going for like for kill each other. Remember back in the days? They hate other gyms. 
was a bad thing. It was a bad thing because yeah. they have a lot of they there was like very very rival. There was rival and everybody was going to kill each other. And that's how I learned jiu-jitsu. Like when you go for a fight, you go for submission. Like sometimes I win by points. Like for example, like when I win by three points, two points, I get mad with myself. I like, wow, I win by points. Like I couldn't tap the guy. I couldn't submit him. I think that's my style. I like to submission. I like submission. And that's kind of style from Manaus. If you pay attention, like if you look guys from Manaus, like we don't want to win by advantage points. And that's kind of bad for me. That's why I, I try to change my style. I, I want to change my style a little bit because sometimes guys really tough. Like Ronaldo. I just lost for Ronaldo because I swept him and I tried to onboard him. <laughs> and he got two points for that. Or maybe I think the rules i don't know i i need to i need to learn more how to to fight in the rules yeah like you said your you and your brother fight in a very similar way always looking for the submission always, always putting on really exciting matches let's talk about sam because i know you guys had some great moments at the 2023 world sam won his first world title had that amazing armbar victory over isaac mm. dodeline one of the best submissions of the whole event tell me about what it felt like to watch your brother win his first world title this year Man, Samuel worked so much harder than everybody. Uh, uh, for words camp, like I was trained, like I say, I was going to Lucas like twice a week, three. My brother was going like twice a day. He was going every morning. He was going at night. I was like, I was telling my wife, like, man, I, I feel bad for Samuel. I don't want to get hurt again. I don't want to burn out. But I think he knew. He knew like uh, nobody's going to take the word title from me. And he he did an awesome job. All fights, he had so much confidence. I knew he's gonna be world champ. The day he, his head was on on the place. Samuel is a very talented guy, but he also works so hard. Samuel is a people. I think guys like Samuel, you know, those guys like Tynan, they are very good example for the young kids because they the young kids can look to them like, wow, those guys are real champ on the mat and outside the mat. Like it's a very big example, and. I, I, I was telling someone all the time, one day you're going to be world champion, man. Black belt world champion because everybody knows how good he is. He's really good. He's really good. And the hard thing is to stay on top, right? Yeah. <laughs> to get there sometimes is easy, but it's hard to stay there. And and Samuel, he he gave a lot of motivation for me too. Uh, I had a couple of students, like young kids, you know. Sometimes the young kids, they have a, verse, a lot of support for the parents. And they want to quit easy. Every struggle they have, they want to quit. Ah, uh, their life is hard. Jiu-jitsu is hard. And I was telling one student, I was like, man, my brother in Pan Am's, he, he, he tapped for like the first fight. Yeah. Last year in Jiu-Jitsu, uh, he went to final, same finals. He tapped for full luck. He came back this year. Nobody scored one advantage on him. He 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 make look so much easier. And but nobody see the struggle, right? Everybody just see the goal. Everybody just see like, oh, he won. Oh, he this. But nobody sees the hard times we had. That's why I think the most important thing, no matter how hard the life is, that if you're losing, if something bad happened to you, you just keep going forward. Believe on yourself. Like Sam, Sam. He's yeah. a good he's a good uh motivation for everybody. What was it like coming up through the color belts training with him? I think there's a lot of good examples of siblings in jiu-jitsu, like the Meow brothers, the Mendez brothers. There's various other ones as well that they really push each other, and it just helps having someone to always train with. Sam isn't your same weight class, but he's pretty close in size. So what was it like yeah. coming up through the ranks with Sam? 
No, it was really good. I was kind of mean to Sam. When I started Jiu-Jitsu, <laughs> like I said, I was late. When I started, I was 17, 18. And I have a lot of tough guys on my gym. I have a kid. He was uh, he was our national judo champion. He was a black belt judo champion. A blue belt, he was winning everything. He won Asia Open, Tokyo Open. He won uh, Hickson Cup. And for me, I was feeling like, oh, I'm so late in Jiu-Jitsu. I start so late. And somewhere I was like 10, 11. I was making some, I wake up like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. to drill with me. My mom was getting mad. My mom's like, why are you guys doing jiu-jitsu? She doesn't like jiu-jitsu. <laughs> she still doesn't like jiu-jitsu. I told, I call her when someone won words, I call her like, hey, man, someone was a black belt world champion. And she's like, oh, congratulations. <laughs> she, she doesn't understand how, how, how big it is, right? Yeah. I, I was telling her like for, for where we came, like we came without support. We didn't have support. We started jiu-jitsu because our dad left home and it was just me, my brother, my mom. And that's why we started jiu-jitsu because we need, we, we feel like we need to protect our mom. And and I was telling my mom to, the way we start is no way for us to be on, on top in the high level. A lot of Brazilians, they think, oh, somewhere in Jackson came from Japan. They have a very easy life. But no, we struggle a lot. But somewhere always gave me a hard, hard time. I th- I've been telling a lot of people, still Lucas, no? Lucas was telling, I think Lucas make a post. It's like, I remember when Sam came to, to train here, he was a blue belt juvenile and Jackson was a brown belt and they gave a hard time for everybody. Somewhere when he was a blue belt, he was already a beast. Yeah. Yeah, he was really good, man. Yeah, and one of my favorite <laughs> performances of his was actually a purple belt. He actually beat Jonathan Alves in the final yeah. lightweight at the Worlds a couple of years back. So that was, that he, was an incredible He beat a lot of world me. champions that day. Mm-hmm. He fought Italo. Italo Mora. Italo Mora. He fought a lot of good guys. He passed everybody guard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. That was amazing. So let's talk about nationals. Nationals just happened this past weekend. You won the Gi division. You had two submissions in, in your two fights. Looked really, really good. Tell me about how it felt to come back from the Worlds after after that great performance and then put on another great performance at American Nationals. Yeah, American Nationals was really good. Uh, I was always trying to fight American Nationals since I got here, but I couldn't. I was struggling with a lot of things. And this time was easy. I got a sponsor. Uh, I want to take J- I want to say thank you to Jason and 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 Sergio. They sponsor me. So I have a restaurant. He have a Mexican restaurant here in downtown Pomona. They sponsor me to go there, and man, I had so much fun. Like I said, I love fighting. I love competing, and it was really fun. You did the no gi. I knew I did nogi too. Yeah, let's I talk about doing, nogi. Tell me about the nogi matches. Yeah, I started doing nogi too, cause just gi, you know, nogi's getting big. Somewhere been telling me like, oh, you should do nogi, you should do nogi. Well, I was tired, man. For nogi, I was tired <laughs> after open weight. That was too much fight. Uh, that was like a lot. Next time, I just gonna go for my weight and the gi and my weight in nogi. Awesome. But it was fun. I love nogi. I like the rules. It's a different thing. I, I don't have the grips. I have to use more more moves. And, and Nogi is, is good. It's not out time, but Nogi is good because it's not stalling. You don't have like a grip to keep holding the guy. You can move more. But some guys still stalling. <laughs> so we talked about how active you've been this year. You did a bunch of tournaments already in 2023. Do you have any plans for your next tournaments this year? I think the next one is going to be... I'm going to try to fight the... Phoenix, Phoenix Open. 
I try I tried to sign up for Orlando Open, but they they closed out the registration. Now so just wait for Phoenix. Phoenix Open next. Amazing. Yeah. Gee, cool. no, gee. Gee and no, gee. Great. And no, gee. <laughs> so we talked a little bit before we started recording about what you're currently up to in terms of your training and your living situation. You're in Southern California training with Lucas. You're doing some teaching. So how's that been going? How have you been liking training with Lucas on a, on a more consistent basis and doing your teaching as well in California? Oh, it's amazing. Training with Lucas, you know, have a lot of good guys there. We have Luna Brothers. Uh, Mateus Gabriel and Samuel, they come over too. Oh, we have a lot of talents there. We have a uh, uh, Professor Arnaldo. There's a lot of tough people there. Panza, and you just get motivated when you train with those guys. Have an, uh, the young guy, uh, he's a brown belt, uh, a Smurf. They call him Smurf. He's mm -hmm. really good. He's really, really good with his loop chokes. And I believe if you want to be a, uh, a beast, you want to be a high level, you need to train with those beasts. No? Some days, yep. some days is your day. Some days is not your day. You you get back you get back home crying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. I love it. Jiu-jitsu is amazing, man. Just to be, just to be able to train with people like that, I'm really so grateful. I've been telling Lucas all the time, like hey, I'm so grateful just to be here. And Lucas like ah, it's okay because Lucas doesn't know how how good he is. He doesn't understand how how important he is for everybody there for. For all the students, it's very, it's amazing, man. Just learning from him every day. He 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 showed different things. Like nogi, I never knew heel hook. I never trained nogi my whole life, and I I just learned nogi from Lucas. Everything I know, I started doing nogi when I got my black belt, and it's very fun. So you've learned a lot from Lucas, like you said, from a technical perspective, but I know you've learned a lot from him as a coach too, because you're doing some coaching and some teaching. What are some of the things you've learned from Lucas as a coach and how have you been able to apply that to your work as a coach and a teacher? Ah, I've been coaching and teacher is amazing too. I've been learning for Lucas. I think the most important thing, his passion for jujitsu. He loves jujitsu like us, right? We all yeah. love jujitsu too. Uh, but it's very good when you see that in, in somebody high level like him. He's been competing so many tournaments for so many years, but he still loves jiu-jitsu. And I'm, I'm younger than him. I'm 29. And that's given me a lot of motivation. I feel like, wow, when I be like his age, I still want to be able to training, teaching people, you know, making new champions. I'm pretty sure he, he made a big impact in my brother camp too. My brother, he he won words because he's good, but Lucas, he put a lot of work on him too, and and that's amazing. I hope one day I can make a a lot of world champs like him. You know, he made it. Mateus Gabriel, the Luna brothers, he pushed me, and that's amazing. I hope I, I be a coach like him one day. I love coaching. I I coach at Sector. I coach at Sector. Uh, is a Sean Robert gym. It's a great gym, great environment. A lot of good people there. I always they hungry to learn and it's amazing man i've been trained teaching there for like almost three years i think and it's amazing do, you, do work with you what you love is the best thing ever yeah every day you wake up you tired sometimes because you get you got beat up last uh, last day uh, but you feel great you feel like wow i go there for teach people and and people want to learn that's why i, I love jujitsu Sometimes you show up like tired, you know, oh, I'm so tired today. I train so hard Monday and Tuesday. Today is, is, a, is only Wednesday. I have two more days 
and a brand new white belt come to you asking questions like they so into jiu-jitsu like wow how i do this how i do that and that's giving me motivation i feel like wow still people still hungry you know for for learn jiu-jitsu that's amazing well you're putting in a ton of great work into your craft and the results are definitely showing up so congratulations on all the great results you've had in 2023 anything you else you wanted to touch on before we wrap this up jackson no i just want to say thank you for for IBJJF, always giving you support, everything, and make this amazing tournament. And I hope the new generation understand how how important jiu-jitsu is, not, not just for, for tournaments, right? Not just for gold medals, but for, it's a lifestyle. Like, always we're learning. Doesn't matter how good, the, the, how hard the life is, how hard the tournament is. We got to go for it. We got to step on, go for the fight. And if you win or lose, that's I've been telling my students all the time. If you win or lose, on Monday, we go back to the mat again. If you win, we're on the mat again. If you lose, we go back, fix our, our mistakes, okay? The learn is forever. Always stay with the white belt mentality. Amazing. Thanks again for your time, Jackson. Thank Thanks you, brother. for watching. We'll see you guys Appreciate soon for another episode of the podcast. Take care. Thank you for listening to the IBJJF podcast. Be sure to head over to IBJJF.com for the latest news and events from the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. We hope you enjoyed the show.